Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 33, Keep Calm and Bring a Carry On. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Yannick as my guest on the show. How you doing today? I am good, my friend. Uh, long time no see. Happy to be here, and uh, let's keep calm and uh, get this carry on. Yeah, no, it's been a while. You're, you, you're actually heading off back to Montreal. You saw my post on Instagram and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to stop by and just say hi, and I love it. I love that energy in you. Bro, we family, you know? We go way back. I got to. I got, you know? You got to support <laughs> got the culture. To, yeah. You got to support the culture, bro. <laughs> support the culture, support the people, support the pa- podcast, and support Yannick. <laughs> support Alex. What's up? So today, we're going to be talking about your hobby. But before we do that, I'm sure the listeners want to know who this enthusiastic person is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So who am I? Well, I'm Yannick. Last name, well, redacted. You know, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so me and Alex go way back. I think uh, we used to play soccer when we were 12, and now we're uh, close to 27, 28. So, you know, enough said, you know, we're family. Uh, I work for Air Canada. It's been uh, going on my fourth year, actually, in a few, few days. And uh, so I travel a lot, uh, needless to say. And yeah, I love soccer, love sports, you know. Live in Montreal, so love cuisine, la poutine, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know that's uh, that's about it. Not uh, other than traveling, I'm kind of boring. <laughs> no, he's a very interesting person. Don't get him wrong; he's very interesting. So yes, speaking of which, we are going to talk about traveling as your hobby. How did you get introduced to traveling? To be honest, uh, God's plan, man. I applied to Air Canada on a whim. It was not part of my plans. Uh, I never traveled before. I had traveled before, but as everyone knows, traveling is expensive. And um, yeah, so they hired me. Next thing you know, uh, I was an employee with the, my flight benefits. And uh, in four years, I think I've been to roughly 15 countries. You know? Yeah, you know. We're going to get back to that and trying to figure out what all those countries are. But before you started working at Air Canada, you must have traveled before, right? You had an interest in that? I didn't actually, I didn't have an interest as, you know, because like I said, it's very expensive. Therefore, uh, I did live abroad. I lived in France. Um, so before Air Canada, I went to Djibouti, uh, my uh, native land, uh, France, where I lived and the States. That That's it. I did not uh, travel a lot. I was a kid, right? So, you know, I started Air Canada in my, at 23. So I need, you know, before 18, all the travels you do are roughly with your parents. Therefore, it kind of limits you as far as, you know, deciding where, where you can go. And, uh, well, yeah, yo, shout out to Air Canada. Anyone that needs a job, aircanada.ca, man. It's, uh, you know, it's not the best paying job at first, but damn, those benefits are good. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, how much does it usually cost you, if you can talk about it, to go on a trip? Uh, yeah, I guess I can talk. It, it, you know what? I won't put a number to it because the number varies, but you pay, you pay the taxes. So... It's standby if you're fl- if the seat is open and you know you have seniority over the next employee, then it's yours. But it's not confirmed. Therefore, you know I recall one time we needed to go to Rome. We missed a flight, and we went to Milan. You know, so we had to adjust on the fly. So as cool as that sounds, it can be hectic at times. The traveling part could be hectic, but I I'm sure the destination is well worth it. Of course, of course. Uh, Anyone that can travel, please do brighten your horizons. Uh, it makes you a better person, uh, makes you a more int- interesting person. You uh, definitely uh, grow 
You know, some lessons cannot be taught in classrooms, as I say. And for you on a personal level, what would you say is the best part about traveling? The best part about traveling, I'd say break the routine, you know, like especially in today's society in the Western world, nine to five, Monday to Friday, weekends off. That's not me. I can't do that. Two weeks vacay a year, mm -mm. you know, can't, can't do it. But um, so I always like to, I work hard, you know, I worked a lot the last month, but now I barely work uh, the month of February. And uh, I'm planning on going to Saudi Arabia with my beautiful mother, uh, Mecca, to be exact. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would say the thing I really like about it is just it breaks your routine and you come back, you're well rested, you've expanded your mind, you meet very interesting people. You would not imagine the people you meet traveling because everyone's more open. Everyone is traveling as well. Therefore, they don't know people and um, that uh, it removes a lot of uh, barriers. And speaking of which, where have you traveled? You said 15 countries, and I'm, I'm sure you, re you remember them all. Uh, you don't have to give them in order, but I mean, where have you been so far? I've uh, been to um, Amsterdam. That was my, my first trip. Afterwards, I went to Spain to go see a Real Madrid game, a la Madrid. I went to Greece, Italy, Germany, England, France. Uh, on multiple occasions, I have a lot of family in France. I think that covers Europe. I went to Guadeloupe, went to uh, Dubai, went to Djibouti, Philippines, Thailand, Algeria. I think that rounds them up. I, I, I forget. Uh, oh, Switzerland. Just, went, just got back from Switzerland. So, yeah, I think that rounds them up. We hit a high number. That's yeah, all Yeah, exactly. I just say 15 as a ballpark. You know, I don't, uh, I'm more for, you know, I'm not trying to say that I travel or not, but I love encouraging people to travel through my travels. You know, if I can do it, you can. And if you can do it, I can do it. That's my mentality. Therefore, you know. You just got to make some time for it and you're good to go. Yeah, time and money. You know, if you can, you know, obviously traveling shouldn't be a priority. You know, like uh, I'm trying to, you know, get a property. I know people that have properties that don't travel. You know, it's kind of a mix. You know, when I actually, I went to Thailand and I met this 35-year-old uh, uh, vegan, maybe 40-year-old vegan, and he was staying at a hostel and he traveled over 100 countries, which, you know, sounds amazing to anyone. But then when you hear his lifestyle, you know, yeah, you know, I, as much as I like to travel, I don't want to sleep on nobody's couch. Therefore, you got to have a balance. You can travel as much as you want, but then if you come home to nothing, you know, so I try to find that balance. I usually try to... My goal in life is to do, uh, well, not in life, but my yearly goal is to do uh, one country per continent, a new country per continent. Therefore, it, it sounds tough and it is at times, but uh, that's what I try, I, you know, strive for. And what was the longest time you actually spent staying at one place? I think it was uh, Thailand. I went, it was my first and only trip by myself. Uh, all my friends were going to the Philippines, but I already went there and uh, Thailand has been... Uh, was a, um, a, you know, a dream of mine. And um, so I went by myself and I stayed uh, three weeks. And surprisingly, I was never alone. Uh, I thought I would spend a lot of time alone, but you meet other per people that also travel alone. And next thing you know, you're traveling as a group. And uh, I think by the end, we we're close to a group of uh, six, seven people. And, you know, people would walk up to us. They're like, are you guys friends? And we're like, no, we all travel, you know, we're all traveling by ourselves and we met each other at different points. And, you know, now that's the gang. But now you're friends. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about traveling. Um, 
it's hard to maintain uh, relationships uh, through uh, long distance, you know, relationship. I'd say that the the one true friend that I have is uh, my girl Angela in uh, in Switzerland, my bestie. And I went to see her not too long ago. I think we're going on her two year anniversary as besties. So that's the girl I we talk every day, and it's been uh, you know two years. Therefore, and we've seen each other maybe twice, but that's uh, that's family right there. So wait, how did you meet Angela? Hit her on her at a club in uh, Manila. You know, she uh, she was the uh, beautiful uh, blonde with blue eyes, uh, towering over short uh, Filipinas and Filipinos. So she caught my eye, you know, and uh, it was her birthday. And uh, yeah, yeah, like she could have given me her fo- <laughs> a, a wrong uh, Facebook profile, but she didn't. Why? I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, today we're best friends and uh, I actually talked to her this morning and uh yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can't picture my life without her. You know, she's just there. Uh. It just goes to show that you can meet people from around the world, share different cultures, different backgrounds, and still become best friends. Speaking of which, my wife, South Korean, South Korea. Yeah, represent, represent. I, I've been to Korea, but just at the airport. So I don't like to mention countries where I've like, you know, laid over and stuff. I found that's kind of a like, a, you know, it's just a lie. You know, if you've been to an airport, you haven't seen the country. You know, you got to vibe with the people. I have this debate with my wife and okay. I say, you know what? I physically was present in the country to plan touch it. So for me, I visited. She's like, no, Alex, that doesn't count. You haven't left the airport. See you and her on the same boat. Me, I'm on the plane, still at the airport. Jen, if you're listening to this, I got you. It's uh, airport is nice, but at the same time, you know, it's not part of the country. Like you, you, I guess, hear the language, but it's not... You know, airports are not the representative of the culture of a country. Uh, you know, Seoul does have one of the best airports in the world. Uh, I did have a good time there. And uh, I was like, I was telling you, you know, next time you want to go, holla at me. You know, we, we going to Korea, bro. You know, I got to go. Yeah, when I, when I went to Korea, this, this was my second time. It's a lovely country. It's just not built for me in the sense that I'm too tall. Yep. So I had to duck for most things, yeah. but other than that, it was amazing. Yeah, no. But I'm, I'm used to it. Everything, I don't fit in the shower in my house. So I ducked to go inside my washroom as well. So my old car in Akira, I could not fit in that either. I had to put my head through the sunroof. Buddy, as someone that uh, stands at five feet eight on a, a good day, uh, you're, in, you're not getting any compassion from me, bro. You, you with your tall problems, you can, you know, you can put them where the sun uh, don't shine. But... Uh, <laughs> No, but you're right. Uh, also, I find that uh, English is not prevalent over there. So I had a hard time like communicating with Koreans and I'm not learning Korean anytime soon. You know, therefore, I find that there should be a universal law that, you know, English should be the, you know, the coming tongue of the world. You know, it's somewhat easy. Um, but other than that, yeah, lovely. Uh, I, I can't I can't wait to, to go and actually spend, you know, time there and not just stay at the airport uh it's uh you know from your trip it looked amazing oh yeah and uh, to go back on that english thing actually koreans do learn english like gia had to learn english in school oh. and but uh they learn more of the reading and writing so they don't get to practice the speaking as much so if you read and write or sorry if you write it down somewhere i'm sure most of them i'm mm-hmm. i'm stereotyping saying that most do I'm, i could be wrong but uh yeah everything's translated in english um when you go on the subway they say things in Korean, Japanese, and also English. Okay. So I was following Gia the whole time. Yeah. But if I was by myself, I'm sure, I hope, 
that I was I'm able to get around. GM might say no because I'm stupid, but I like to think that I can. But yeah, well, you never know. You know what? It just shows you anyone that speaks multiple languages cannot and should not be uh, made fun by someone that only speaks one language. You know, if you only speak English and someone is you know doing their best to communicate with you, then you know that person is to be respected. Other than that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, I can't. Uh, let me know when you want to go back to Korea, and uh, we're on our way, man. Sounds great. And for you, when you do travel, what is your favorite thing to do? So when I travel, I like to go to. I like beaches. Uh, I cannot get enough sun, so anywhere I go, I try to pick sunny destinations. Uh, architecture, uh, I do love uh, uh, European architecture. Therefore, it's always nice to the eyes um, to see. Uh, Like they say, the old world, a world that was not built for today's society, you know, narrow streets. Uh, yeah, so I love uh, learning uh, about the country. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like partying, you know, all that stuff. But also, you know, I like to mix, you know, partying with learning about the country. I try to learn the, the export of the country, how the country runs, how, do they, how they make their money, uh, the geopolitical uh, relationship with you know, Canada and other countries, um, which uh, you know, helps me understand the world. And the people and the culture and the food, I would imagine. Yes, the food, the food. Um, yeah, no, like one thing, thank you for bringing that up actually. The one thing I realized when I travel is how poorly we eat here. It's, it's astonishing whether we go for GMOs or uh, lack of seafood. You know, seafood is so expensive here. Man, you know, like I, I can't even buy seafood here. I just uh, prefer to travel somewhere where I can get uh, all you can eat seafood for like five bucks. <laughs> street food is amazing. If, yeah, good street food. Yeah, um, good, good. Yeah, like uh, when I went to Thailand, a coworker of mine who uh, has a house there was telling me to avoid street, uh, street meat because a lot of the meat gets cooked and just are, is left there. You know, on the sun and it's left there for hours. Therefore, you as long as it's fresh, street food is awesome. Okay, so that's a good piece of tip. So whoever's listening and is planning to travel to a new country and yeah. wants to try out street food, just keep these little things in mind. So yeah. keep in mind that you can listen to this podcast over and over again, and then you'll hear in between Yannick's words little tips and tricks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, wisdom comes up. Uh, you know, I like to have a good time, but you know, I have my moment of clarity where you know. I shine through and uh, deliver some uh, some uh, words of advice. Uh, also, bottled water. Depending on where you go, make sure that uh, you get bottled water and make sure that there's a plastic on top of it. Because uh, in Thailand, I know they like to, um, as a hustle, they'll give you, they'll buy a bottle, fill it with tap water, and close it up and sell it to you, which is uh, terrible. And you could get very sick. Therefore, watch out about that. So in other words, you want to make sure the seal isn't broken, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You don't, the worst thing about traveling is being sick when you travel. You, if you want to be sick, just, you know, if, you, if you're going to get sick, you know, you better be off at home, uh, depending on the country, you know, the uh, medical uh, care is not, uh, doesn't have a universal uh, standard everywhere. You know, the, the healthcare you receive in Canada or France my, is probably better than some other countries. Uh, I'm not going to name any countries. Uh, out of respect, but uh, yeah. I'm sure whoever traveled has at least gotten sick once. It could be like you ate something. It's just your body isn't used to it. Let's say food, digestive system, but you learn from that experience. When you are traveling, what is your preferred method of 
visiting a country? Do you like walking, uh, renting a bike, motorcycle, automobile, running, scooter? Yeah, that's actually an excellent question. Um, I never rent a car. And um, one of the reasons is uh, I find that walking is probably the best way to sightsee. I don't know if I mentioned that I went to Italy. I forgot uh, some countries uh, slipped my mind, but Italy, I went to Rome. And uh, to me, it's the most beautiful city on earth as far as uh, history and architecture. I would recommend everyone to go to Rome once in their life if they can. And we, we walked along, uh, uh, me and the, this friend, we walked about town and we stumbled on the Pantheon. We weren't planning on it, but I stumbled on the Pantheon and I was looking at a building that's 3,000 years old compared to our country, which is 150 years old. So I think it puts things in perspective as far as human history and you know, how far we've come. And that's actually my preferred method of traveling too, just the random walking and wandering and also walking in nature. Just yeah. when I was in uh, South Korea, I went to Busan, which is in the southern part of South Korea. And we went along this cliff slash mountain that was right beside the ocean. Then the people made a path that went on for a couple of kilometers and you just walk and it was just so beautiful. Luckily, we had a beautiful day. But yeah, wandering, we actually also walked up a mountain that had a temple in it. Ooh. Like not in it, but on it at the top. Well, still amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whether it's in it or on top, it's, um, you know, you know, it's, it's impressive. Um, and uh, yeah, nature, uh, one thing that I have to put a, you know, make a, a goal of mine is to actually explore Canada because I do travel abroad quite often. And we take for granted that uh, we have some of the best uh, nature in the world in Canada. Speaking of which, I'm sure you've seen the Newfoundland commercials on TV. They're everywhere. And we've been to Newfoundland St. John's and they live up to the hype. Actually? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, nah, you know, like I get it. Y'all trying to get some tourism. But uh, yeah. Is that the one with the Vikings? Uh, I don't know if there's Vikings. There's, they have a lot of commercials, but you can go see if you're, the season is right. You can go see icebergs in the water. Yeah, we uh, when we went, unfortunately, we couldn't see one. But uh, no, it was just breathtaking. Yeah. Like you can walk on the side and then you see cliffs and then just waves at the bottom. It was amazing. Now for you, when you travel, do you document any of your traveling, whether it's a blog, a vlog or anything like that? I have my Instagram. It's actually private. Uh, and by by that, I don't mean just the setting, but I don't post things on it for, for likes or comments. I just document my trips. And uh, I read a study where a, a memory of a previous trip is equivalent to a, a, a night out with your friends as far as like the health benefit it brings to you. So I do find myself at times just looking at pictures and smiling and being happy about previous trips. And it's easy, you know, the, the human memory is so short especially in today's society where we have a 24 seven, uh, news cycle and, you know, like, uh, Trump here, this, that, uh, you know, Venezuela. So it's easy to get lost in the moment, but, uh, I'd say the best thing to do is to, uh, document it with the uh, pictures. And, uh, I'm happy to say that I think I have a few pictures of uh, most of my trips. And another way to do it is by coming on the show and talking about it as your hobby traveling. So this is being documented, but not only that, we're actually able to live in the moment. So we don't have to focus on that. We're just having a conversation Yeah, and we're learning more from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, to me, this is more about, you know, chilling with my bro and my bro has a podcast and I'm supporting, you know, like, uh, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? And if you don't believe in your, you know, your brothers, then, you know, who will? So, you know, I'm happy to be spending time with you. And, uh, if I can share, if I can share my love for traveling and how I came to traveling, 
I always try to better myself and help others to better themselves, you know? So if anyone needs a job, aircanada.ca, man, I did it, you can do it. And who knows, and maybe in a year you'll be traveling the world too. And what's great about this, we per, we can maybe listen to this 20 or 30 years from now and look back to it and say, wow, did I really say that? Wow, did I think like that? <laughs> As yeah. we get older, it'll just become more interesting to just listen to this and just catch up. Hey, man, I'm bumping Tupac now. I was bumping Tupac then. And hopefully in 20 years, I'll be bumping Tupac then, you know. So hopefully we don't, uh, you know, as uh, time went by, I don't think that uh, we've changed too much from the boys that we were. I think we're both level-headed men. And uh, hopefully this ages uh, gracefully. Yes. (laughs) Now, do you ever revisit locations? I think you mentioned it a few times, but has there been places that you revisited and said, you know what, I want to go back again? You know, uh, I have through, um, not through planning, but um, like France, I have family there. Uh, as much as uh, I'd like to go elsewhere, sometimes I, you know, family calls and you got to go uh, spend time. And, you know, like I have a wedding in Amsterdam in April. Uh, it's my third time in Amsterdam. I'm looking forward to it because it's family. Amsterdam is a beautiful town. Don't get me wrong about it. But uh, would I rather go somewhere I haven't been? Yes, I, I, I always tell people to, to try new things, um, go to new countries, because when you land in a foreign country, you're like a child because you have to rediscover everything, taking a bus, speaking a language, uh, the food, anything is new. Therefore, it makes for personal growth and for discovery. Uh, where would you like to travel next? Um, actually, that's an excellent question. Um, and my, uh, especially with the, uh, my, my blessings and being able to travel as, uh, often as I can, uh, a lot of my plans are predetermined for me where, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, me and my mom decided, uh, this was a good time to go. My original plan was to go to Bali and, um, my next trip, like I said, Amsterdam wedding. I was told that I had to attend a you know a wedding in Amsterdam, but my uh, preferred uh, destination within the next year, I would like to go to Croatia, uh, Colombia, and uh, Bali. Uh, oh, sorry, Morocco, Morocco. Those uh, so just to touch, like I said, on uh, every every continent at least once a year. Yeah, I might be going to Colombia sooner than I think. Maybe just for a few days. Uh, that's one thing I had to mention. Some of my trips are very short. I spent. Uh, a week, uh, a weekend in Amsterdam. I spent uh, maybe four days in Italy. Therefore, you'd be surprised how fast that goes and how quickly you have to get back home. And sometimes you just can't fit all these activities together uh, in the trip. So when it comes to picking a new country, what is your method of saying, you know what, I want to go to Italy because of this, this, this. What is your thought process? Luckily, because I have uh, co-workers who travel, if not you know, as much or more than me, I get uh, insights from uh, their previous travel. Personally, my dreams were to go to uh, Madrid and Amsterdam, which I had those as as a kid. I'm really fortunate that I got to accomplish them. Therefore, now I just, uh, I go, uh, I know I I like mythology, Greek mythology. I went to Greece. So usually I try to go somewhere where there's sun. And depending on what uh, moment in my life or what phase of my life uh, I'm living through, like uh, my favorite soccer player is Luka Modric, who won the, the Ballon d'Or this year, and he's Croatian. And so not only is Croatia a beautiful country, this guy plays for my team and he's my favorite player. So yeah, I, I want to go check out where he's been, you know. Uh, you know also at the same time, I, I'd like to, uh, 
learn about the civil war they had. They had a brutal civil war uh, in the Eastern Europe. So just different things like that. That brings me to a you know a conclusion where okay, going to Croatia. I admire that. Thank I, you. Uh, do you prefer to travel alone or with company? I'd say with uh, company, but you know you'd rather be alone than with bad company, as they say. I did my um, my first trip uh, alone in uh, Thailand, um, April 2018, and that went surprisingly well. Actually, February uh, 2018, but uh, yeah, that went surprisingly well. I was uh, shocked. Uh, I thought I was going to be alone more time than I was, but I couldn't get away from people. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, we were in a group and you uh, you wake up together and it's like uh, you kind of have this like family atmosphere because you're spending... Yeah, maybe you've spent two weeks together, but you're spending two weeks together every moment. So you're not seeing each other once a day. You're waking up and you know you're, you're talking to your friends. You're like, "What are we doing today?" So it's kind of a um, unique experience. But uh, definitely with company, it's always nice to share uh, these special moments with uh, special people. And how did traveling turn you into the person you are today? Whether it's personality, knowledge, experience. Uh, I'm definitely a more patient person. I got stuck uh, on my way back from the Philippines. I think I was stuck for roughly 36 hours in an airport. Uh, therefore, it teaches you to be patient. As far as uh, also uh, cultural differences, you got to be calm, uh, stress-free. Stress doesn't help anything. Therefore, uh, you got to be willing to be a bit more patient with people who are either struggling to give you the information or just struggling to communicate the information to you. I'm lucky to be bilingual, but in a lot of countries, you know, I don't speak Spanish, I don't speak Arab or Mandarin, and that's a large, large population of the world right there. And I'd say that, um, yeah, no, it uh, definitely makes me a more interesting person. I try not to boast about my travels, but, you know, a story comes here and there, and uh, uh, I do love people who travel, and hopefully I attract them. And has traveling ever, ever stressed you out? So let's say the actual process, like getting on a plane, it gets delayed or the car doesn't start or anything like that, or the food is like any, any little thing, any stressful moments when it comes to traveling. Yeah. It, um, I'd say if you travel with someone who's not used to this traveling standby, don't stress you out. Right. Cause you know, to me, I know the process. Uh, I know traveling with my mom at times, the uh, older generation as a, young as my mom looks, uh, you know, she's, <laughs> we're not in the same generation. And I've noticed that the older generation, they like to have an ETA, ETA uh, they like to know exactly what's happening. They want to know, okay, right, let's show up three hours to the airport uh, early. That way we make sure we, we don't miss our flight where I'm more lenient. And, uh, you know, as the title say, uh, I just keep my carry on. Therefore, I don't need to check bags, probably show up at the airport an hour and a half, you know, before the flight. Therefore, you know, people stress you out. But I, a big part of my life outside of traveling is to go with the flow and not give in to stress because stress is mental and it doesn't help anything. And what was your biggest challenge when you first started traveling? Uh, my biggest challenge, um, so we get deals with other airlines. I've got I've, um, you know, good fares with uh, other airlines. And um, that can be slightly more complicated because you're not dealing with your parent company. You're dealing with other corporations and every airline has different settings and different rules. Therefore, at times, booking tickets was uh, slightly confusing. Now, 
with the experience, uh, I'm more, uh, uh, I know the tricks of the trade and I've had, uh, I have different resources to uh, uh, let me know how many seats are on the plane, how many, uh, you know, um, what's the best route to go to a certain destination. But uh, I think the logistics were probably the most uh, difficult thing at first. What is your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge now, uh, it's the balance, the balance, the being an adult and traveling, because obviously I just want to travel all the time and, you know, I have to like hold myself back and like tell myself, hey, you know, a property would be nice, you know, doing, you know, investing my money is a smart thing to do. So uh, yeah, it's uh, the hardest thing now is fighting the impulse, the travel bug, as I like to call it, because once you catch that bug, man, I think I think it might be worse than uh, bed bugs. That those things are just keep coming at you. And I, now I say, if I don't travel for two months, I kind of like get very jittery and I wouldn't say depressed, but you you feel a need to just catch a flight. And speaking of which, what would you say are some big or just common misconceptions about people who travel? Uh, that they have money. Uh, that's that's a that's a big one. Uh, especially as you travel, you've noticed you notice the uh, different uh, age bracket. So you'll have the the younger uh, travelers who are you know on a budget. Some people actually quit their job, save up, quit their job, and then they just travel for an entire year, which I find very uh, admirable. They don't know where the future is taking them. They just know that they have money. They'd like to discover the world. So hat off to those people. Uh, and then you have the retirees, you know, older, the older generation that worked hard the entire life and now they're enjoying the uh, fruits of their labor. I, I find as nice as that is, I think it's better to travel when you're younger, you know, when you're, you have energy, uh, the drive. Uh, as you get older, you realize that uh, this is a, a young man's world. But uh, yeah, no, that uh, that's what... Uh, jumps out of my eyes. Speaking of which, when you first started traveling, did you see a difference of you then and you now, as in what you want to do while you're traveling? So you presently looking back at the younger you who traveled, do you say, I still travel the same way? Is I have same style of traveling, like I want to do the same things, or have you seen an evolution or? No, it's actually, as far as personal growth, I, I've seen it the way I interact with people. But as far as travel habits, I still go with the flow. Uh, I was thinking about that on the way here. My whole life has been following God's plan, not to preach religion, but it doesn't. It definitely brings a uh, inner peace. And I find that what is meant for you will come to you, and what is not meant for you, you will never attain, no matter how hard you try. Therefore, the fact that we're doing this podcast is a testament of that because that was not. It was not planned. It was. I did not plan on seeing you today. I did not plan on being on a podcast today. I woke up. I didn't have any way to get to Montreal until three o'clock. I saw my boy on my Instagram feed, and I picked up the phone as we, you know, as we should uh, amongst uh, friends and family. You know, yes, yeah, it's, it's how life should be. Yeah, man. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've seen each other. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I find that the the best friendships are the one where you just pick up from the last time you you saw each other. You know, whether it's five years, three months. It doesn't matter, you know. Once you see your your family, when you see your friends, it should all be about love. And my only question to to Alex is, you know, are you happy? And if you say yes, then I'm happy, and that's about it. Then we just go on with share about you know our passions, our projects, our love for our love for soccer, which is definitely the common denominator here. 
We got so much to share and that's why I love I love that you just decided to come here today and we just spontaneously did this. He did not even look at the questions. No. He's just going off off the train, off the racks, off the trail. Off I, the I can't freestyle, but uh, uh, you know, these are my best bars right now. You know, that's a hot 16, as they say. That's all we need. That's all we want. Is traveling something that you want to share with the world or something that you want to keep to yourself? Um, it'd be nice to to share with the world now you know it takes time i thought about doing blogs vlog and you know time is money right so if you're not at work that time off i, I try to invest in, in myself whether it's going to the mosque going to the gym eating properly and um, hat off to you know uh, people like alex who take time out of their busy schedule to you know create a podcast and you know entertain people at the end of the day this is great entertainment it's a great uh, resource for learning and you know he could do these conversation off camera and well off a microphone and still learn for himself but he decided to create this podcast and share with the world you know so hat off to you bro hey if i want to learn i want other people to learn with me it exactly. can't just be a unique experience i want everybody to have this chance and maybe People will learn different things from what I'm learning right now from just listening. So I love the aspect. And if you are listening and learn something different, hey, put it in the comments, put a review, share. You know, sharing is caring. Exactly. If you think you have a topic uh, that, uh, you know, you want Alex to, uh, to broach, then let him know. You know, like this is for the people. Support with your time and energy and, you know, peace and love. You know, you got you to gotta share that. And, but it's easy to say it, but you truly have to believe it. So back to traveling, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in traveling? Be careful. Uh, it's a dangerous world. So depending on who you are, you know, it's, uh, it, it can be dangerous. Try, try to do research uh, beforehand on where you're going. Obviously, it's best to travel with someone as far as safety. One thing I've noticed is, you know, through the news and traveling, is how sheltered we are in Canada. Yeah, we get a snow and, you know, everyone panics. We're going to countries where there's some countries where a dead body on the ground is the norm. But it might be shocking for us, but to them, it's, you know, it's part of life. Therefore, just uh, do some research. Uh, I personally really enjoy going to a country with someone who knows the terrain. So I went to Algeria. I was with Algerians. They took great care of me. Uh, don't think I would have been able to survive without them. Uh, Philippines, same thing. Uh, so it just, depending on where you go, just uh, try to try to remember that uh, we're very lucky to live in Canada and the world is not as safe as you think it is. Now, I'm sure many people listening to this want to learn more about Yannick and figure out who this amazing person is. Do you have any social media links or anything like that you would like to share or even other links that are not related to you that could probably help people out learn more about, let's say, countries or traveling or airfare? Yeah. Um... Well, my Instagram is uh, yanramos13. Uh, you guys can always uh, follow if you'd like to check out a, a few pics. Uh, it is private, but I'll check out the request and uh, you know accept them uh, as I see a deem fit. Uh, as far as uh, tips, um, there are actually a lot of uh, great websites that I've I've never used, but I came across. Uh, Secret Flying, great website. Um, Scott's Flight. These are websites where they pick up um, anomalies as far as uh, pr uh, price fares, and sometimes companies will uh, will uh, screw up and they'll list the uh, a fare for way below its value, and uh, so they have an algorithm and they scourge the they check out the web and uh, find you the best offers. So 
I think that's one of the best ways to uh, travel on a budget. Yeah, no, other than that, if you if you can afford to travel and you can have, you have a flexible job because uh, that is a big part of it, please do, please do. Uh, and if in uh, one way or another we helped you to travel, let us know because uh, I think that's the best thing in life is to give and see people better themselves through you. I think that makes me the happiest where I can just give and make people happy and it makes me feel happy. Now to wrap this up, what I tend to do is throw, yeah, exactly, wrapping it up. Uh, I throw the question back to you to throw it to me. Do you have any questions for me about traveling? Uh, how was your trip, man? Like uh, you posted a lot. I, I, I think you posted the way I posted when I was in Thailand. And you know, people were like, bro, we get it. You're in Thailand. I mean, like chill. We're in the winter. We're suffering. We, we get it. Uh, you know, other than that, uh, yeah, how was your trip? So for the people who are listening to this, this episode's going to be coming out many months from now. I so uh, it's a little back. I had, went to Korea and Japan or vice versa. I went to Japan and then Korea um, with my wife. I uh, went to Japan for the first time. My wife did live in Japan for a full year. So she's fluent in Japanese. So I had my own personal tour guide. Nice. And I loved it. I went all around. I saw Mount Fuji, tried some street food. Uh, tried a bidet for the first time. A little, uh, not something that you guys wanted here, but it was an amazing experience. I Bro, can't... shout out to bidets, okay? Like, bidets are nice. They are. They, they're, they're nice. They're clean. Therefore, if anyone, uh, you know, uh, cleansiness is godliness. Yeah, and the seats are heated and there's a fan. It's a, it's a whole, like, service for your oh, butt. Yeah, no, like, uh, Japan is on my list. Uh, actually, one thing I want to do in Japan is go-kart on the street, dressed up as Mario. My wife was telling me we should do that, but it wasn't really tight in our schedule. We actually missed, or we didn't miss, our flight got canceled, so we lost a day. Ah. So we weren't able to do everything, but I did see it in uh, that very famous, I forget where it, that's uh, crosswalk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it there. But other than that, Japan was a first-time experience, so we tried the whole touristy thing, and then we went to a nude spa as well, which was great. It was separate, so men and female are separated. And then in Korea, which was my second time, we went for visiting family. So it was more of just relaxing, visiting family, meeting new family members, and Gia's family was so welcoming. And I'm so glad to be part of her family and call them my family. Oh, yeah, man. I remember your wedding, the ceremonial outfits. They were there. The great speech that uh, I believe the father gave. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm happy that uh, you found a, uh, a beautiful wife and a uh, welcoming, you know, family. And uh, next time, I guess I'm up I'm up next to get married, huh? Damn, you know? Yeah, you are. Ah. One thing that you don't realize living in Canada and when you travel abroad is how diverse Canada is and how, like, it, it, to me, I cannot live in a non-diverse country. It hurts my eyes. Whether I'm in Europe, Asia, Africa, I need to see my Asians. I need to see my Latinos. I need to see my Caucasians, uh, you know, Africans, whatever it is. Like, you know, I need to see representation. That's what I love about Canada. Montreal is probably, you know, one of the biggest melting pot in the world because you have, uh, you know, French, English. Yeah, like, uh, I love diversity. It's it, it just shocking how diverse we are and how it it's painfully obvious when you leave the country. And uh, uh, it's always nice to come back and to, to see all this, you know, beautiful melting pot just living together. and Under the snow, right? The melting pot under the snow? 
Yeah, that, you know what? That's my theory, man. I think that Canadians are nice because we have to deal with winter and you you stay inside. And then when it's summer, you're like, hey, bro, you're just happy to see people because, you know, like I'm only stepping out of my house to go to work, the mosque and to go to the gym and maybe on a social occasion if I don't feel easy. Like like coming on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. You know, it's, uh, you know, well, you know, we, we're inside. We're, you know, well heated, you know, so I, I, I'm good. I, I can live with this. That's always great. <laughs> so there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Yannick, so much for coming on the show and dropping spontaneous knowledge on this without even doing research of the questions you were spot on you gave, you gave amazing answers and i always love talking to you whether it's on this or just off microphone oh of course bro like uh anytime you need me holla at me try to try to you know get into uh i would say bodybuilding but you know being fit and uh, eating healthy so who knows maybe i'll do another podcast uh, with you about uh, that i'm not in the uh right uh shape uh, of mind or body to dictate or to advise anyone about eating healthy and fitness but uh you know baby steps as i say rome wasn't built in a day and it wasn't built in a month either you know you gotta baby steps and you know progress and at any level is progress well speaking of which i did interview my friend debbie who talked about weight training so maybe you guys can get in connection, help each other out, and she can give tips. She's a very wise person, and I'm sure she would love to talk to you. But if you want to learn more about Yannick, I'll put all the description or all the links in the description below. You could listen and find it there. I'll also put those websites that he recommended, so you can check those out as well. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And if you think this podcast can help out anybody, by all means, don't be shy. Share it with anybody you like. You don't have to share every single episode. Any, any episode you think, oh, this is relevant for my friend or my mother or my grandfather or anybody, sharing is caring. Yeah, yeah, you know, leave a review, whether hopefully positive, but, you know, we take criticism. You know, like criticism, you know, healthy criticism is uh, is good. Try not to overboard, you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's that's cool, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, leave a, leave a review. Are you on the, these uh, podcast uh, medium? Like, uh, are you yeah, on I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, yeah. Stitcher, CastBox, pretty much all of them. I right. took the time. I put myself on all of them. I have my website as well where you can leave reviews and all that jazz. It sounds weird me promoting myself, but yeah. You're not promoting. I asked you a question. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like I said, you know, this is off the cuff, so I'm learning, you know. But uh, yeah, like I, I will definitely leave a five star review for this episode because you know, it's awesome. It's you. <laughs> I'm not biased. <laughs> there you have it. All the information you can get it there down below. And so until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>